You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on the show, I'm talking with Lynn Herring. Lynn, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you, Brainerd. I really uh, appreciate having this conversation with you. Lynn, you're in Kingston, New York now. What's, what's happening now? We're talking on June 14th in 2021. How is or, or, or was the, the pandemic there? Um, well, interestingly enough, um, on the eve of the pandemic, right before everything was supposed to shut down, I was actually supposed to have a one-person show up in Brattleboro, Vermont, and so I had packed up my entire studio and was ready to go, and uh, and the pandemic hit. So on top of that, um, I, being a good pandemic person, I, I ordered my food and had it delivered here, and I was ready to, you know, be shut away for two months is what they made it sound like, and I broke my arm. I... Uh, I actually uh, fell putting groceries away. <laughs> I was on a, a, oh a stool that sort of rocked over. So I had an interesting beginning of the pandemic. So I had my studio, like, all packed up. I've got my arm in a sling. And, you know, basically some friends took me in, thankfully. And what you know, if I don't make art, I'm not a happy person. So I, I decided to um, do it sort of like a graphic art journal. Starting with day one of the pandemic, I actually started it a couple of days before I broke my arm, and then the arm became a part of the story. So I was trying in the beginning to do one post a day on Facebook, and I, I you know, use myself as a character and you know, make commentaries on how absurd what it was that we were going through. Um, and uh, I ended up doing it until the end of the year. So I, I ended up with like 35 or so um, pages, drawings, uh, writings. And that was something that not only got me through the worst part of the pandemic, but also I was entertaining people, and that made me feel so good. Because I, you know, I really couldn't. I'm, I'm basically a sculptor. I couldn't really, you know, do much more than than that. And that was that was actually a wonderful thing to be able to do. So, meanwhile, everything it was dead quiet here. It was kind of scary. It was weird, surreal. Um, and at this in point, Kingston, right in now, in Kingston, New York, it, you mean? Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. and then everybody moved up here. <laughs> um, our mm-hmm. our secret got out, and it's been getting out over the years. But um, during the pandemic, people have been just coming up and buying all the places up, and it's it's crazy busy up here. Um, wow! So there's a ton of people from young people from Brooklyn up here now, and you know, working out of their spaces and uh, it's quite vibrant up here. So in a way, um, the way the pandemic started and where it is now is like, you know, 180 degree difference. 
So I'm also, I've also packed up my studio again uh, because the show that was supposed to happen right as the pandemic shut everything down is back on. And um, I am working fastly and furiously to uh, get some older pieces um, prepared and some newer pieces ready for this show that's uh, opening up on August 5th. So that's kept me really so, busy. Uh, so let's talk about that show and everything that's in it. Because that, that, that sounds like it's also, I mean, it's such a kind of pandemic schedule, right? It was it was canceled just before the pandemic and, and is now over a year later being um, being put on again. So so how has this so changed or, or, or what is in the show exactly? So um, I don't know that so much has changed about what's going to go in the show, but the context of it has completely changed, obviously. Um, my work that that's the main part of the show is um, something that I've been working on for, gosh, over five years. It's um, a body of work that I did in graduate school. And um, it's called XOX, Share the Love. XOX, like hugs and kisses, Share the Love. And I, this piece has sort of like a history. My work, I don't really you know, come up with an idea and then execute it. It's just sort of a process of how things unfold. So here's how this unfolded. I went to Oaxaca um, in the uh, spring of 2016 with um, a group of people from the School of Visual Arts, and um, two of them are professors. One was my professor of my undergrad work, and... Um, people I love, you know, my, my tribe went to Oaxaca in the midst of um, that political situation that was going on in 2016 where, you know, Trump is threatening that Mexico is going to be paying for his border wall and here we are, a group of Americans um, down in, in Mexico and um, the, the Oaxacan people were amazing. What a, what a, absolutely beautiful, colorful, um, contemporary to ancient uh, uh, culture that it was. And I, I, I came back from there with all the colors of the buildings and really impressed with the art that was in the museums there. The street art there is amazing. Um, just a, an extraordinary um, contemporary art culture there. And uh, I came back with all of that in my mind. And, uh, you know, and over the years, I've worked with X's and O's and any kind of symbol that has multi uh, meanings. You know, semiotics is a fancy word for it. But, but I love, you know, taking things down to the simplest form and, um especially if they have multiple meanings. And so the context really changes what that symbol might be. So I come back from Oaxaca. I start doing these paintings, um, two-dimensional paintings with, with gouache and acrylic, X's, O's, hashtags, um, asterisks, exploding asterisks, 
not really knowing where this work is going. It's just like, oh, my God, I just saw this amazing color. And um, so with that, I began graduate school. And uh, so then I took these paintings that I was doing, and I started um, in the printmaking department, like making prints. And I'm a sculptor at heart, so I eventually started making sculptural pieces of these things that I was drawing and painting. Long story short, um, I was at SUNY New Paltz for my, my graduate work, and they have an amazing um, fine arts department there with CNC machines, with uh, amazing woodworking department, printmaking, sculpture, everything that was just, uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was like going to heaven. It was just an amazing experience. So I started, you know, taking these forms that I was making, which ended up being X's and O's and the hashtag, which those are the elements of tic-tac-toe. So I started making right. this big, beautiful, sculptural tic-tac-toe game. And my thinking at the time was, you know, about all the divisions that were happening in the culture, in the political climate, um, and, you know, the X's are on one side and the O's are on the other. And, and as, I, as I moved forward with the work, number one, I was making this big, beautiful piece, but it's on the floor, and I'm interested in engaging adults with each other, not having kids play. And adults were like, we're not getting down on the floor. It's beautiful, but we're not getting down there. And tic-tac-toe, you know, eh, not interesting. You, you, you either win or to tie and, you know, big deal. So, um, you know, I, I took all that feedback in and uh, had one professor say to me, why don't you, why don't you hack tic-tac-toe? I was like, what the heck is he talking about? Hack the hack tic-tac-toe the game? Yes. So, you know, I, I, I grappled with that for a while, and I started making a grid piece that's uh, 20, 21 spaces instead of nine spaces, tic-tac-toe's nine spaces. And, um, and it's a very wonky, organic sort of shape, but also the shapes are also almost like logo kind of shapes, too. They're, they're very graphic, very colorful. So I brought this back to um, uh, a group of young people in Starbucks at Sony New Pulse, and um, everybody started, you know, when you have a group of artists, they're, they're not going to do what you want them to do. They're going to do the opposite of what you them to do, which is good right. in one way because you you get to poke some holes in your thinking, and so um, of course nobody was wanting to play a game. I had no rules. I had no you know way to guide them anyway. So they were like playing with them as if they were blocks, and you know cracking jokes, which was fine. And um, I realized very quickly after that, okay. I need to give some sort of a structure to this and guidance to people as to, you know, 
how do how do I deal with this situation that you're putting in front of us here? So I started studying game theory. Um, I had no plans on making games, by the way, when I went into New Pulse. I, I wanted to find a way to bring people together. I did not want to stoke the divisions. I did not want to, you know, get into negative political stuff. It's just such an easy place to go, especially being a conceptual artist. That's, that's the easy way. So I'm like, what's the harder way? How do we bring these people together who, who are, you know, people who are just different than each other? So um, playing a game and having a game installation in a gallery or in a museum or in some place that it's unexpected, a coffee shop even, um, where people could sit down with somebody they don't know, a stranger, and engage with that person in a non-threatening way. And play is also a way, it's, it's sort of like an alternative reality. And so, you know, you're involved in this game and you're very connected to the other person. Yes, it's competition, but it's, you know, friendly competition and, um, and it's not real. It's, not, it's nothing that's going to, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very visceral way to get to know somebody. So anyways, uh, the, the game also is um, multicolored. The game will be exhibited as well. Yes, the game is, is, is actually the, one of the performance pieces that's going to be moving around Brattleboro. It's going to be at the Brattleboro um, Museum and Arts Center on Friday night, August 6th, I believe. Then it's going to the Brooks Library the next evening, uh, afternoon actually. And then um, it's also going to be at the CX Silver Gallery in Brattleboro for the entire month of August through Labor Day weekend. So people can come and play this game and connect and get to know new people and uh, or just, you know, play with people you know, but it's, it's all about reconnection and what a perfect time. This is actually a much better time for this piece than before the pandemic. Um, it's now we have people getting back together after the pandemic, and we still have the divisions in the culture. So, you know, I'm actually quite happy that, it, that it's happening now. So that's um, that's one thing that's that's part of this um, exhibit. The other part is at the CX Silver And that Gallery, one thing, of is course, like, is, is the actual tabletop sculptural tic-tac-toe game, correct? Yeah, it's, it's what I call tic-tac-toe on steroids. It's, it's, uh, right. it's uh, you know, it's not just three in a row, you're done. It's, it's a very strategic game, and each piece is a different color, so it's also very visually challenging. And the colors also represent, like, so I've got almost all the colors of the rainbow in the X's and the O's. And for me, it represents like, you know, all the O's are different colors and on the same team basically. And that's what our culture is too. We're all, we're all on the same team. You know, it, it doesn't matter how we look or what we believe. Like we're all humans. We're all earthlings, <laughs> you know, and, right. and, you know, we all we all have an inter common interest in um, getting along with each other and helping our planet heal 
and, um, you know, for ourselves and future generations. So, you know, there's a lot of thinking in this that people won't necessarily see on the surface as they play the game, but I'm just happy to bring people together in a positive way and, you know, to begin to, in, in any small way, heal divisions. That's, 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 um, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I could ask much more about the game and, and exactly how it's played, but I want to ask about everything else in the, in the exhibition. Um, what other, what other prints or, or paintings are, or sculptures are in there? So at the CX Silver Gallery is going to be a retrospective of my work, which is thrilling to me. So I have some pieces that are from the earlier, version of my artistic career um, along with um, pieces that go along with this um, XOX show, the love show. So, you know, as you were just saying, there's, there's prints, there's sculptures. I have a, a playful video in the show. It's, it's really a multimedia, um, multi-year uh, show that's going to be at the gallery and it's some of my favorite pieces that I've made that I I haven't been able to part with are going to be in that show so it's super exciting to me and I have to learn how to let go of (laughs) some of my favorite pieces too because I am making them for more than just myself so I'm really really thrilled to, to have the old Lynn Herring and the current Lynn Herring meet up at the CX Silver Gallery. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's super exciting. Yeah, all of exciting. my work, yeah, all of my work over time has kind of had this um, thread of um, identity and cultural to, culture to it. Um, you know, what is it like to be a person who's living in this moment? And what is that experience? And how can I bring that experience in kind of a fun, silly way to others. Because, you know, we all, we all have a common experience, yet we all have a really unique experience. So earlier in my work, I was actually using myself as a character in the culture and using my own image as a sort of a stand-in. And I, I've gone from using myself to um, actually I, I move towards like having people interact with a sculptural piece of video to the point now where I just want people to interact with each other. So that's kind of been my evolution of, of, um, of my work is from kind of like the internal experience of the external world to, you know, getting people in the external world to have this internal connection with each other through a game. I love that. I love that. That, 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 that speaks to, of course, the, the pandemic and, and so much more. Um, thanks so much for that. And, 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 and congratulations on your show and, and good luck with the show. I, I want to ask you one more question, which is what are you reading at the moment? <laughs> I actually um, am working so hard for this show. I just had three days off, and I read um, Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five, which was so profound. I couldn't put it down and so, you know, so relevant to today. 
and you know how do people treat each other and and you know what is the purpose of war and what is the purpose of fighting with each other and you know slaughterhouse five was was kind of about who do we send to war but children you know 18 year olds 19 year olds they're kids so yeah I just thought it was kind of relevant to like today like can we treat each other like the loving human beings that we are do we do we need to fight do we need to treat each other poorly no <laughs> we don't so true uh Lynn thank you so much for that and and thank you for talking to me today I really appreciate your your time thank you so much Thank you, Brainerd, and thank you for all that you do for culture and and artists. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.